0: Uh, welcome to the Readings Podcast. My name is Chris Gordon. I help organise some of the events that happen at Readings. But today I have the pleasure of talking to Sophie. Sophie Laguna is the author of over 20 books for children and young adults, has three acclaimed novels for adult readers. She won the 2015 Miles Franklin Award for her novel The Eye of the Sheep. Her first novel, One Foot Wrong, was long-listed for the Miles Franklin and shortlisted for the Prime Minister's Literary Awards. Let me take a little breath. (laughs) She was born in Sydney and she studied law before deciding that being a lawyer was not for her. She has worked as an actor and is now a writer and a playwright. She lives in Melbourne and she has just written one of the most beautiful novels of the year, titled The Choke. Welcome, Sophie. Oh, what a lovely introduction. (laughs) Thanks, Chris. Sophie, let's start uh, with... Perhaps the most basic of questions. Mm -hmm. What is The Choke? The Choke is the story of a 10-year-old girl called
1: Justine. And she lives in a rural, uh, fictionalised town close to the Murray River, probably about half an hour from Echuca. And uh, she lives there with her pop. Uh, because her mother disappeared when she was three and her father, he comes and goes from her life. So when he's there, he stays at Pop's at the back house, but a lot of the time he's not there. He's really unpredictable and he's also a menacing figure in the story.
0: So one of the things that I really loved about your novel was reading about how Justine and Pop were living in this space that seems so isolated is that an area that you have visited before or is this something that's just come i've visited it since
1: you know embarking
0: on the journey of this novel but i'm not even
1: from victoria so it's not in my blood i don't have a history um you know particularly around the murray it's a place i've discovered um yeah i've i've been camping around there a couple of times many years ago but then you know when i was Beginning this new novel, I had to choose the right setting. So it had to be somewhere I could get to. Yeah, right. And when I began to research the area, I discovered all sorts of things that interested me. And so, yeah, I came to know it more and
0: more. Do you know, to be honest, I didn't even know what the choke was was as an expression before I started reading your book. Can you explain to our listeners what it what that means? Well, when I
1: was researching the area, I read about a town called Barma, which mm. was twenty minutes out of Achuka, on the Murray, and there is a very um, well known, I suppose well known amongst those passionate about the national forest there. There's a part of the river called the Barma Choke, mm. where the where the banks come closer are probably due to the shifting of tectonic plates however long ago and and as a result the red gums there grow underwater when the river floods and there was something compelling for me about that idea and immediately you know as soon as i read about it i started making all sorts of poetic connections about the way these red gums endure and survive the way they're stained by the way you know they sit in water for long periods of time and Yet they keep growing, so they become they come to represent all sorts of things for the central character,
0: Justine. I thought it was tremendous. I love the Thank way you. that you described those trees. They're and... very
1: affecting. The, the hot that that place is very affecting mm. and very mysterious.
0: It's sort of had a sense of being damp and lush at the same time, even though you were in this bush. Well, that's right. We're not because you know we have so many associations.
1: With the Australian bush as 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 being dusty and hot and arid, and I was coming in with all those. um, Ah. I don't want to say stereotype I, I was doing all of that, the yeah. dust and the rising the from the I was doing all of yeah. that and then I spent more time there and and um, I went at a time of year I can't, what, what, what? it was summer, it was the end of summer and it was very hot and there were these long shining puddles that lined the dirt trails as if the Murray was sort of everywhere, was leaking up from under the ground as if it wanted to spread beyond its own banks and uh, I was struck by it and I immediately had to Go home and 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 change and change the writing, and then I suppose it, it came alive then because then it becomes original. Yeah, it does. You don't it even does. know you're falling into what are they, what's the expression? Well-worn well worn you, paths. You, yeah. you didn't. In well, fact. not that. Not no, I. No, you not, haven't.
0: I, I I I nearly did. So one of the things that I like about it is here you are talking about you know the Australian bush if you like in a in a new way and you found a new area for it, and that, that your book in some ways is not going back in history either. Like So often I think books that are written about the Australian bush or the outback or forests and our bushes are about things that are set in the past. But to me it felt like that your story was quite timeless. Did you do that on purpose? Is that something that you think about before you start writing? Gee, that's interesting. I don't think about it in those
1: terms. I, I wanted to make my character more vulnerable than she might than I imagine she might be today. Yeah. So, you know, that there were there were less systems in place to protect her. Yeah. So that was probably why I chose the time period. Or is a, it unconsciously am I choosing a period when I was younger too? So I'm drawing on, you know, those those times and places in myself somehow. Um, but but really, it was to make sure she was very she was more vulnerable. I also wanted her grandfather, who is her guardian, guardian. to um, to be very damaged by by his experience on the Burma Railway. So I had I had to choose a time you know that would fit in with his age now, and and so nineteen seventy one it was.
0: Certainly it seems to me that this might be uh, a theme in a lot of your writing that you do talk about. And are okay about doing it, and you do it so beautifully. Is you talk about damaged people, your characters are often in some way They're flawed, aren't they? They have some well, for for, for many many re- good reasons. Yeah. Is that something that you've tried to do in that way? Really not Just consciously. To, it's yeah, really, it's
1: really not consciously, and it's very interesting because I'm quite a perfectionist <laughs> in my own way, and I have all sorts of you know impeccable standards for my own self and behaviour and all sorts of expect are completely unrealistic and yet I allow my characters to be really flawed, contradictory, difficult yep. and I
0: love them and, and, can- they- and I accept them. They all seem a bit traumatised, <laughs> to be honest with you. And uh, that's... Interesting. A- is that is that a theme that, that you find yourself being drawn you know, back it's into? Not con- it's not conscious. It's not conscious. Right. So,
1: you know, I've written all sorts of books over the years for different age groups. And I suppose the fiction for adults gives me the space to visit that trauma where I would... Although, you know, I'm thinking back on on certain books that I've written for children. I am dealing with trauma, but I suppose it's couched in different terms. Perhaps I can be more extreme. The adult writing gives me a place to um, look at the extremes. Uh, And, you know, am I... I'm. I'm not doing it consciously. I don't make conscious decisions. I just. I just do what comes quite naturally and instinctively. Aware. I just travel where I want to go,
0: and it seems that's what I'm mining. I think it's. I think you do it very well. You do it with honour. One of the things that I liked about your book, Sophie, is that I have a daughter yeah. that, and I don't think I'm giving anything away by mm-hmm. asking this question. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter who has dyslexia. Mm-hmm. And to read about a character oh. that is suffering mm. uh, from mm. this sort of learning difference for me as a parent was very rewarding. Is it an experience that you have? You know people with dyslexia? Or? I just,
1: I just, uh, you know, over the years I have heard about the experience, what it is like to be dyslexic from yeah. those who have suffered, who have grown up, yeah. and the way they've described what their learning experience was like in a time when there was less awareness. I've just been struck. I, I heard. I, and it's not, not that much awareness yeah. now. Either. Okay. <laughs> so it's interesting, isn't it? You know, and I, I remember hearing about the way a woman mastered the art of guessing. You know, human beings are incredibly oh, adaptable, yeah. and the way we compensate, and the way she'd learned how to position herself in a queue, whether it was lip reading or whatever it yeah. was, to get around it. And then I watched some TED Talks about the experience of dyslexia. I've just, I suppose I'm a bit of a bower bird, so I'm just picking things up all the way along, the way we all are. Yep. And it sort of enter, you know, it just goes into the unconscious. I don't make, oh, I want to examine the issue of, nothing like that. I, I put her in a classroom where things were where she was going to be underestimated, and um, easily easily easy to dismiss, difficult to teach. Mm, I mean, maybe I'm testing these characters. I want to see what
0: happens under pressure. I'm making it pretty pretty dark, pretty dark. And you certainly captured this young woman's, this young girl and then young woman's mm. voice very well. I thought. Uh, do, is it, do you have sort of relationships with teenagers? You, 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 I'm asked these questions a lot. It's really hard to answer. Yeah, it's yeah, hard what? to answer because... I want to ask you original questions. I don't no, you ask these no. Questions.
1: <laughs> the, the reasons why I'm asking is, is it's obvious people are curious about yeah. that. It's, an, it's, a, it's what one would ask. In, but I just wish I had a clever answer for you. I just wish I could say, ah, oh, yes, you know, my answer is, is not that. I, um, it's instinctive. It's intuitive. Yeah. It's accessing those parts, those shadowed parts of myself, I suppose. It's using my... I'm making I'm making stuff up, for want of a better way to put it. I, You're a
0: storyteller. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, and also I was an actor for many years and I trained as an actor and I loved being in character. Yeah. And um, and so that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I relish that experience. I mean, I am not Justine. Uh, you know, we've spent a little bit of time together but you can say I'm, I'm a, com- a communicative person. Busy. But I believe... You know we have these split off aspects in our own psyche all of us it's just i'm interested in tuning into them or channeling them or expressing them or coming to terms with them i suppose you know it's it's good to give this kind of character a voice it it might be a part i mean you know unless i have to answer those questions I I, i never have to think about it where it's from i'm just enjoying my all i know is that i'm doing it it feels good it feels expressive it's nourishing but but yeah to have to unpack why there's probably a million there's probably a million layered
0: reasons why i wish that we had more time to go into them we don't <laughs>
1: that's okay it'd be we so can... fun but it'd the... be so
0: fun to have a bottle of wine and no, just talk it right through so
1: wouldn't it chris it'd be so fun uh, but the, but but ultimately it always comes back to the reading of the book yeah that yeah. that's where that's where well, all th- the answers it,
0: lie of course of course and yeah. i'm sure that 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 as a reader, you put yourself into these to this character, and you can imagine. Yeah. uh, Well, I could anyway. I could imagine what this young woman was feeling. It's so interesting you describe
1: that experience of having someone you love more than love your daughter suffering from that learning difference, and then what it was like to read about a character suffering in the classroom in that way. I can't imagine what that reading experience would have been like. Well, you know what?
0: It was a relief. It was a relief. How interesting. That's what it was like. So thank you for that. Well, I feel quite emotional hearing that and I'm so glad. Mm. Well, I'm glad too. Mm. So we haven't got very much time. I Mm -hmm. want to ask you a couple of other questions. Yeah. First one, just one last one about your writing. Mm -hmm. When you set out to write a story, when you've gathered all of your pieces and your Mm -hmm. bits of information and your facts from here and Mm -hmm. your facts from there – do you know that you're writing a book for adults, or do you know that you're writing a book for kids, or you don't know? Oh, pretty. If it's going to, you know, if, if
1: I'll know my character very early on, and if I know a little bit about the kinds of territory she's going to go through, I'll know pretty early on. I mean, this one was pretty obvious. Yeah. To be honest with you, I was first inspired, the first spark for the story was watching. Eileen Wernos, the documentary about Eileen Wernos by Nick Broomfield. Ah, yeah. You remember the documentary about uh, America's most notorious female serial killer? Yeah. My book is in no way, shape or form about about this woman.
0: That's right. And it's not about that at all, dear reader. Dear reader, it's not. No,
1: but it was some kind of a spark because her childhood was pretty impossible. Yeah. And she had no protections in place and I was really distressed by by it, I felt outraged. By yeah. it, there was, and 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 um, that was a kind of a spark.
0: she didn't even have a pop. She did have a pop, but not in the same. She way. She had a terrible pop. Yeah, not in the same way. Yeah, at least Justine has a pop. Yeah, but but Eileen had a really destructive pop. Yeah,
1: but when I began to develop the story, it became obvious very quickly. I could never wait my protagonist with as much as. Um, as Eileen was weighted with, you know, yeah. there would be too many problems. Too much to bear. Fiction is, truth is much stranger than fiction. Yeah. Uh, And I learned that Justine was entirely her own person with her own story and it was set in Australia. I learned all of that, but it was one of the sparks. So, of course, if you know that that's a spark... Then you know
0: you're writing for adults. Yeah.
1: Then I know that. And that gives me great freedom. Great freedom because it means there's nowhere I can't go. Kids go to these places and endure these things and suffer these things. And so it means I can find out what that might be like and give it a voice.
0: You did it really well. Thank you, Chris. Uh, some more frivolous questions mm-hmm. now Please. if you like frivolous go go, go. <laughs> so i've read somewhere that uh, you're pretty much the number 1 Dolly Parton fan in australia oh, no come on is that true no, oh, is that, that true not number 1 Do- no because when i went to her
1: concert yeah. there were greater fans than oh, i oh, oh. you know there were people who dressed as stones. her those like, you know, yeah, yeah i'm not that it's different <laughs> for me i'm not a a groupie in that in that she was part of my childhood yeah and mum and dad used to play her music for us like frequently. A nine to 95 earlier, I think oh. earlier. Oh yeah, so I would have been probably Justine's age, interestingly. Yeah. And so it was right there deep, you know, and she's a she's a loving singer. She sings with great heart and she's unpretentious. She's completely unpretentious. She gives so much to And charity. she's so warm and fun and she does such good things with kids and reading and she's honest, self-deprecating. And I've loved her music and then relatively recently she brought out two albums. I think that, I don't want to get this wrong, did Rick Rubin produce her, her move into Bluegrass? Not. So it was really inventive, really uh, at the same time as being a traditional musical form and so gutsy and still doing new things. And, but I'll, I'll take Dolly Parton, you know, sentimental, cheesy, no, no problem. I just love her.
0: I love that she never, ever apologises for who she is. Did she she's never yeah. said hey yeah. she's just said this is who I am you know yeah. like it move on yeah
1: takes yeah. a lot of money to look this cheap as, yeah. as she <laughs> oh, that's the right. thing. Oh, she's just thing. beautiful she she's is just great. absolutely beautiful <laughs> so there you go maybe i am one of the number one <laughs> i belong in that group you do yeah that's yeah. a good group yeah what are you watching at the moment um, I'm. Uh, I try and read, not watch, because oh. I've got very young children, so I'm always on borrowed time. Yeah, of course. Um, but I did come through. I have come to be. You know, if I'm going to confess all, I, yeah. I did come through. I've come through a small reading, uh, watching patch and, as well, because the come husband, went away, have you come, husband, yeah. husband went away. Husband went away, and I was. So you had evenings free. It, it, not only evenings free, but I was so stressed managing ill children and yep. viruses yep. and things during those two weeks. I was so stressed. I couldn't, I could, I could only watch in a numb, half zombie-like fashion, yeah. which is I think what television does. Oh, it really see? does. And reading doesn't do that. So so I dropped, come... <laughs> I, <laughs> I dropped my standards.
0: I dropped my, and it was this just. This depends on what you watch. It was what? Just,
1: no, it was just chocolate. No, I believe that no matter what you watch, oh, it's yeah. a drop of standards. Compared to the act of reading. Ooh. Because the act of reading is you and the word, no electricity, most of the time. And and, and 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 the imagination at work in a meditative sort of a way.
0: It's certainly more still time. It's more still time. Yeah. Yeah. So am e- I'm gonna give you yeah, that. one sleeps still. better. It's important to me and before it you wind go to sleep. up sleep. Yeah. Oh, it's less very static.
1: Important. Yeah. So less noise. But having said that, when the husband went away I did two I oh, was yeah. Whoa. You binged. I can only ever, I can I've only got sh- I can't binge because I've only ever got from once the kids are both asleep. So, you can do one, two then the two. so I can maybe do one or two eps, you yeah. know, <laughs> plus a bit of googling of fashion. If I'm really going to tell all,
0: <laughs> your Tuesday nights are starting to sound <laughs> a lot like mine. <laughs> yeah. So I know
1: I know I'm being a real outdated dag here, but I watched the L Word.
0: Oh, yeah. So I yeah. haven't
1: watched that, but I've heard good things.
0: This you can a a Good things for the first season and the second oh, season, perhaps. Stand, the yeah. writing. But you know how it happens. It's a group of women, isn't it, sort of in L.A. or something Homosexual, like that? Gay, Homosexual, yeah, gay women. It's gay all about women, gay women, yeah. women in L.A. Yeah. And
1: um, it's refreshing to see gay relationships being played out, yeah. gay sex scenes, gay yeah. stuff happening. It was good. You know, it's, a, it's a, it makes a nice change from the yeah, old mainstream, what's acceptable, yeah. what we're all okay with. It's, it's good. Um, but... Often, you know, in in these in these television shows that are taking the world by storm, the first couple of seasons, the writing is tight, and it has all the promise in the world. It's Very must be difficult to maintain because so many don't, but they get you in because you've fallen in love with all yeah. the characters, so you'll forgive such slop. And, and, and I'm a happens. writer, and there's so much bad writing. I want to, you know, shake the television, but um, but I've bonded, I bonded with the characters, and it had merit too because it it was um. You know, giving giving story to that which is we're not we don't see enough. That's exactly right.
0: Mm. So there you are. You you watch. You know, one and a half episodes. Yeah. You have your one glass of wine. Chocolate. Your head to bed, licorice, you have some chocolate. Exhausted.
1: Yeah. And then what do you read? Oh, oh. So when when well, when what, I'm what, back you, on board to when I'm back yeah. in reading because when the husband's around I read. Um, my gen, my in general it will always be literary fiction. Yeah. You know I I, I never read genre fiction. Um. No crime ever. Uh, um, I get spooked, Mm. so I can't do too too too, too much crime. My if I'm going to have a guilty pleasure, it will Mm. be those. If you know, if I'm going to the guilty pleasure, will be those memoirs. (laughs) Those um, of like, (laughs) this is going to sound so bad. (laughs) Why you know? I read mostly (laughs) literary fiction, but I've gone through stages in the past. I was doing IVF at the time. If I'm going to be reading, ah, uh, so that, I was struggling.
0: That's brutal. That's
1: yes. Yeah, so, and so I was what, reading memoirs about people who had endured the unendurable, like being in cults and getting away and stuff. I loved all of that. That Survivor got me stories. Through. Yes. Yeah. That's what they're called. Survive. Yeah. Done. Right. David Peltz, you know, yeah, being hear, stuck in yeah. the. You yeah. know, dungeon, the attic. Yeah. yeah, I loved those for a while. I read them one after the other, after the other. Uh, but, but really, on the whole, and if it's not literary fiction, it'll be like something I can dive in and out of, like um, Marie Hardy's book of the Book of Letters. Yep, I, I could get in and out. The Divided Heart recently, getting in and out of that.
0: Rachel Power, that's terrific. That book about yeah. art and motherhood. I yeah. think that's an important yeah. book. Yeah, and actually. and I love the Book of Letters too. But, yeah, um, I like it too. It's. Um, because you can read a couple of pages, you can yes, put it down. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly.
1: Um, any bits of the newspaper I don't get to read, The Spectrum or yeah. The Australian, whatever, I will put beside the bed. I'll do a bit of that yeah. if I don't want to be you know, involved in a long narrative, although I usually will be. So the book that I read recently uh, was Col- Colson, Colson Whitehead's oh, Underground oh, oh, Runway. Runway. Yeah, right.
0: Wow. That blew me away. <sighs> that blew me yeah. away. I thought that was absolutely and then fantastic. You- after you've read a book like that, you actually almost need, you know, your yeah. articles in the yeah. newspaper. Then you need to yeah. have a little break, don't you feel? I think so. Difficult
1: to match and very intense reading experience. Uh, that's a book club book. I've got a book club, um, and and what I, I know, I've read a I've read a bunch recently that have been very very good. We are all completely beside ourselves. Oh, yeah. Karen J. Fowler. Yep. Commonwealth, you know, yeah. and, and, and Patchett, Patchett. Um, but also Roxanne Gay's Hunger. Ah, uh, that was very I interesting. Was, I thought that was very interesting. Very interesting. Important. I also read um, uh, an American woman. Uh, I went to, I was lucky enough to, to uh, the Australia Council supported me to do residency in, in Ledig House in New York in 2004, now 13 years ago. Oh and I met God. a beautiful woman there, Jardine Lebert. And uh, and I was reading the Age one day, and there was a little review of this of her latest novel. So obviously, it's been what do you call it, imported? You know, yep. published here. Yep. Oh, Jardine's book. I bought that White Fur. That was really interesting. You've, you've, you, have you read White Fur? It'll be there White in your Fur. shop.
0: It would be there. Yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't read it.
1: So that was very but I will interesting. Now. Yeah, Helen Garner's book of essays, amazing, amazing. and perfect. Oh, perfect. perfect and good for me to read. You know, if you just want to read one, at a, a, well, some of them event. are only one page. So good. So clever. You know, it's funny when someone asks you what you're reading and you, you go, oh, there's been two amazing books that I got secondhand. Sorry, readings. I buy many books from readings, but these are secondhand. <laughs> um, oh, two amazing books. A Month in the Country by J.L. Oh, Carr. Carr. Wow. Perfection. I haven't read that for years. Couldn't believe it's a,
0: not very long, is it? So it's a novella, really, yeah, really. Which was ninety
1: pages something. Yeah, so good. And also, a book again took me completely by surprise by a Dutch writer whose name's I'm blanking on. Every uh, the book of everything. Mm, haven't read it. Children's book, but you know, perfect for adults too. The book of everything, and it was a big bestseller, so it, it wasn't some, an obscure sort of a title. Amazing book.
0: Both both of those were perfect things. So I think that you are going to win a lot of awards for your book, The Choke. Chris,
1: don't say that. Well, Can I, you take that back? I shan't. That I shan't actually. I, I shan't.
0: That. I do. <laughs> I do think that after I, I, I do know that after I finished reading your book, The Choke, uh, it had such an impact, sort of impact on me that I needed to read The Good Weekender.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I yeah. read some articles in the monthly. Yeah. Uh, that I read a crime. Mm. And then I wow. could go back because I just so needed to savour to uh, yeah. some of your words, mm. Uh, mm. the lovely character of Justine, mm. uh, some of the sadness yeah. that is in in your book. Yeah, there's a but, lot there. But, but thank you. Uh, thank you because I do feel like your novel took me to that very sweet spot mm. that you have if you're a reader where... That's pretty much your mm. life. Your life mm. and that of the novel that you read Heaven, that start to collide. Yeah. So thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you for your time today. Thank you, Chris. Uh, get out there, everyone. Read The Choke. It'll be launched on the 8th of September at Readings Carlton. Bye-bye. <laughs>